Show me where the money is. Baby, it's the island shuffle. And where's the money? Where could the money possibly be? The money is, of course, in the riches of humor that we're about to lay upon this audio track. You're welcome. <laughs> you can take that to the bank. If you take this podcast to any bank in America or Canada, they'll tell you, here is $50. <laughs> and then they'll give you $50. And then they'll say, just look at it. Different, two different colors, and depending on the country you're in. And you'll look at it, and you, you'll say, $50? And you'll say, I can buy a whole lot of things that I could use. And what will the teller say to you? Soap. Uh, Mr. Clean. <laughs> Detergent. Bags. Detergent. Yes. Plastic bags. Of course. Wow. You know what I never considered? You know how whenever you go to a store, mm-hmm. and they... You get a bag now. Here in Montreal, yes, you can only get these thick bags yes. because they bland, banned plastic bags, but what it really meant was they just made plastic bags bigger. <laughs> True. And you pay 15 cents. Yes. What if you went there with $75 and you said, how many bags can I buy with this? <laughs> They'd have to... They, The thing about money is it talks. <laughs> so the they the cashier would have no choice but to hand you seventy five dollars worth of bag. They would have no choice. They would have no choice. Their job would be on the line. My hands are tied, and then they'd look at their hands, and they would be tied. And then <laughs> by the money, <laughs> by the money, the seventy five dollar bill would wrap itself around like mm-hmm. handcuffs. The seventy five dollar bill. Listen, we're all we're all cuffed to m- this thing called money. Oh if you ask God. me. It, hey, folks, it's me, society's very famous Banksy, and I'm here to say money, more like funny, because it's a fucking joke to me. <laughs> Are you Banksy? It's me. You could be. I could be. How do we still not know who Banksy is? The people, kn- they know. Yeah, people must know. They, who Banksy knows. <laughs> and his friend. Banksy's friend knows. We know who Shepard Fairey is. Yeah. I don't know who Shepard Fairey is. He's another. He started the Obey brand. Oh, from God. Uh, essentially street art. Oh, yeah. He painted a picture of Andre the Giant. Okay, well that's a good thing to paint. He Unless also uh, did um, the Obama Hope. Okay, so that's him. He's that guy. He's that guy. Oh well, all right. But he. So I feel like he's like American Banksy. Okay. Lamer. And also people know who he is. Right, yeah. Whereas British Banks, he's very cool, and nobody knows who he is. And he would t- he would paint a picture of Andre the Giant, but then Andre the Giant would be like, I don't know, uh, cr- like crushing an American flag or something. Exactly. Right? Crushing it. Yeah. Like a can. <laughs> like a can. He takes the soft linen American flag, <laughs> made of linen, yeah. and he crushes it like it's it's spread out and then mm. he starts to compress it yeah and it crinkles and cracks and it's frankly not that not that troubling to even the most patriotic american because <laughs> yeah. it's because it just looks like he's putting away his flag yeah it doesn't touch the ground yeah there's no fire <laughs> anywhere near that man was deathly allergic to fire his worst crime is wrinkling the flag yeah which i mean take it to the dry cleaner it's fine it's fine dry clean your flag already Dry clean your so that you can flag. so that you can let that proud proud sign of your nation 
fly swiftly onto the breeze. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's a really funny joke. Let that proud sign of your nation fly swiftly onto the breeze. That's what I sing to myself every time I see any flag ever. <laughs> I see Canada's flag and I say, wow. I sing that whole thing word for word and I can definitely remember it word for word. I also say it when I see Quebec's flag, uh-huh. New Brunswick's flag. Uh-huh. Uh, Montreal has a flag, I think. Yes. Um, Every place has a flag. Everywhere has a flag. If your place doesn't have a flag and you're feeling alienated from your community a little bit, it's probably because you don't have a flag. So you should get a flag. You should buy a flag Mm -hmm. on sale now at Walmart. Yes. Go to Walmart and buy a flag and say, this this represents my street. (laughs) And then what a great community building exercise you've done. No streets have flags. No streets have flags. Where the streets have no flags. Oh, my God. This is what Bono was talking about. (laughs) I I wish I could know the tune of that (laughs) song. I've heard it many times. Uh, Well, that's just how Bono writes it. I know. He he, he writes... (laughs) Bono writes him slippery so no one can copy him. (laughs) (laughs) Bono covers himself in melted butter (laughs) before he puts pen to page. (laughs) (laughs) At first, the edge was like, oh, this is pretty gross, isn't it? And then, but, you know, two decades later in however many platinum (laughs) records. Yeah. Who's grossed out? The edge only rehearses in a vat of mayonnaise now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Larry Mullen Jr. submerges his drums in tar. In tar. <laughs> Every day. I like how it began. Bono began very slippery. And then the edge just got sort of sick and mushy and gross. <laughs> Larry Mullins Jr. is just purely <laughs> can't move. Can't move. Tar. Poor guy. Uh, who's the other one? Oh, you know, Adam Clayton. <laughs> Adam Clayton. What's he up to? <laughs> he just plays like a normal he person. He says, it's, it's too expensive to keep putting your drums in tar. Exactly. Can't do that. <laughs> it's t- he did it a couple times. And the only <laughs> the only reason he doesn't want to do it anymore is the pure cost <laughs> of the matter. That's exactly it. The numbers don't add up, Larry. It's purely a monetary <laughs> issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the band meets up and they're saying like, okay, we've gone quadruple platinum on our latest <laughs> album again. And yet I'm not, I'm seeing red and I'm not seeing black. <laughs> and everybody kind of just looks at Larry and he's like, sorry, Edge was doing the Mayo thing. And I had, some, I had an idea. What was our tar expense over this last <laughs> quarter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Says here we spent nine million dollars on tar. Recording recording costs, microphones, a hundred dollars, guitars, thousands of dollars, amplifiers, tens of thousands of dollars, tar, one million dollars. One million dollars. Someone help budget this. My band is dying. My God. Oh. Oh man. Good night. Good night. All right. Well, I guess we watch the show Lost, don't we? Ah, oh, and we watched a great episode. It was about John Locke. It was unrelated to the previous episode and hopefully unrelated to the next episode, as yeah. the premise of this show <laughs> is that we watch the show out of order. Um, and guess what? We watched an episode from season three. Season three. Episode 13. Episode 13. Titled, The Man from... Oh, The Man from Tallahassee, of course. The Man from Tallahassee. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I just realized that... Because I thought they were talking about um, 
Sawyer whenever they said that first. Right. There's no Sawyer in this episode yeah. at all. He's yeah. mentioned. He's alluded to. Yeah. But as far as we know, this is a this is Locke's show. This is Locke's show. And you know what? It is. It is. One thing you can say about Lost is as much as Sawyer is a protagonist, it's really Locke's show. So we begin perhaps with the flashbacks? I think so, yes. Perfect. Well, John Locke is uh, he's in an office. Yes. He's trying to get money for his disability coverage yes. from the government, I guess? Yes. And the, go- and the government lady is asking her some questions and they're c- and they're kind of standard fare like mm-hmm. you know uh when was your last time going to the doctor uh how long when when was the last time you maintained employment uh have you ever actively sought out the knowledge of your birth parents you know regular non-invasive stuff it was weird yeah and he was like i don't understand why that is relevant and she's like it's relevant because i'm trying to figure out if you're still disabled and like I don't necessarily <laughs> know. <laughs> like, uh, so, spoiler alert, uh, turns out it's not for physical disability, it's for depression. Uh-huh. Um, but the idea of, like, the idea of, like, you know how you can really, you know what the real tell of a depression is? The root is? of depression is always, someone is cured whenever they seek out their birth parents. It always cures your depression. Yeah. To all, the dep- to all my, my people who out there suffering from depression, Little pro tip from our friends at Lost. Seek out your birth parents. Seek out your birth parents. Seek them out. If you already know who they are, you prob- they're not them. Find the real Find ones. Find the real <laughs> ones. And if, you, and if they are, good. You don't have depression. You don't. You're cured. You don't. You might think you do. Think harder, though. But the lady denies his claim. Yes. She says, you're done. You're done. Uh, the, the, the tell is that Locke uh-huh. has not been going to his therapy sessions. Yeah. He says, waste of time. And, 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 uh, the lady says, like, well, if you're not going to therapy, you must be cured. Stomp. <laughs> and then Locke walks out dissatisfied with no depression money and no benefits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I miss all that depression money. <laughs> I was rolling in the depression <laughs> money. Damn, the government. Yeah. Damn. You know what sucks about depression? The constant suicidal ideation. But you know what makes it all worthwhile? <laughs> the depression money. The depression money. <laughs> that big fat check from the government saying, here's your depression money, baby. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Who knows what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh I can't breathe. Oh. oh. Do you know that one? I do. Is that the lady <laughs> falling? the great the lady, lady falls down. Oh, yeah. That's that's how that sounds. Oh. <laughs> she does say that. Oh, oh, I can't breathe. Do we, do oh, we, oh, oh, stop. Do we know if she got better? <laughs> I think she broke her collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. It's really funny. It's funny because it only happens because she tries to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is funny again. Now. Cheaters never win. Cheaters never win, and winners never cheat. We'll talk about <laughs> cheaters. <laughs> we will. We will later. Later. But John Locke goes home. John Locke goes home, and John Locke uh, is living in an apartment with all the depression signifiers. It's dimly lit. Yes. Eating a TV dinner on the tray. Heck yes. Watching a television show. Uh, worst the worst who we were doing that we yeah we were doing that and uh, we were literally eating i was i was eating mcdonald's watching a television show in a relatively well-lit room but i was with my friend so i couldn't have had depression (laughs) i was eating a bagel with cream cheese and bacon so yeah 
Yeah, they were right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gloss, once again, knocks it out of the park. <laughs> Gets it right. They get it. They get they it. Get it right. They just can I get say? it. So relatable. Um, so and then a man comes. A home. man arrives. <laughs> <laughs> a man comes home. A man comes home, and it's not the man you would expect. No, you think you, when you see a man come home, you think, well, it's Locke arriving at his house, and then you realize Locke's already here. <laughs> yeah, we're watching him. Uh, and so, it, and so you say, who's this man? This man is a little man named Peter Talbot. <laughs> Peter Talbot. You might know him from being Cam Talbot's friend. Who's Cam Talbot? Oh, short-lived goaltender for the Edmonton Oilers. That's true. Yeah. Who's the goaltender for the Edmonton Oilers these days? Some man from Russia. Oh, really? Who he played, I think, thirty NHL games, and then they signed him to like a four-year, three million dollar a year <laughs> contract. Man. And his NHL numbers. Not spectacular. Oh, oh! You mean the Oilers made another really fucking <laughs> terrible made decision? A weird, bad decision. Oh my God! Poor, poor Connor Mc McGuy. McMuffin. McMuffin. Connor McMuffin. Connor save McMuffin. Him. Save him. <gasps> save him from the Oilers. We got sports on the mind. There's a Peter lot of finals Talbot. happening. Peter Talbot, unrelated to the to the bad NHL goalie who does a bad job on the Oilers. Uh, the whole Oilers are bad. <laughs> This is this is Oilers Roast Minute. Oh, oh, welcome to the Oilers Nation. Gets roasted. Boy, a poorly managed team. Like they got they they're not utilizing the talent, the generational talent effectively. <laughs> oh. They suck. They didn't even make the playoffs. Oh, uh, that's funny. That's <laughs> funny. So I'm glad we can always have our famous segment of of Oilers Roast Minute. Oilers Roasts. Peter Talbot. Oh, Peter Talbot arrives and says, he hello. Wants something. And Locke says, I don't know you. Get out of here. And Peter Talbot says, hmm, how many kidneys do you have, Mr. Locke? And Locke's interested. Rose, yeah, I'm <laughs> always interested in kidney talk. Kidney talk? Are we talking kidneys? Yeah. Says Locke out loud. To be fair, if someone said that to me, I would take pause. I would. I would just how many kidneys do you have? I would definitely reconsider a lot of what was happening. Yeah, exactly. It definitely is a new piece of context. Wait, how many kidneys do you have? I was like, okay. Okay. All right, how much of a brain do you have, idiot? I have two, like yeah. a normal person. That's true, but Locke famously has one. Oh, Be yeah, that's why he asked. Because Dad stole it. Dad <laughs> stole. Dad stole it. <laughs> oh, my papa stole, so I got one kidney. <laughs> I just want to really emphasize that one of the all-time, like, it's. I don't want to say funniest lines, but, like, I think just like straight up like sickest cruelest lines that to ever come out of the show. It we see it on the previously on, uh -huh. which is Locke's dad telling Locke, "You needed a father figure, and I needed a kidney, and that's what happened." Great! <laughs> oh my god, dad! <laughs> dad strikes again. Dad gets them. Bad oh dad alert. Uh. Cats in the cradle in the spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the poon. When you coming home, kidney don't know when. Dad's. You're in my dad's body. Yeah. <laughs> You're in my dad's body. What if Locke's motivation was like he didn't feel like betrayed by his dad for like mi for like misusing his trust and like conning him out of his kidney? He just he was just like he just really wanted his kidney back. Yes. He's, oh he, my he, god. He confronts his dad. Give me my kidney. He confronts back. his dad and is like, his dad is like, listen, what do you want from me? I got your kidney. And Locke's just like, give it back. <laughs> give me back my kidney. <laughs> Can you do that? Can they give you back a? Can they? Can you have one kidney and then they give you two? I think in Locke's, <laughs> I think in Locke's 
dad's case, Locke like needed the kidney to live. Yeah. So probably not. But I mean, if you're just swapping for funsies, <laughs> maybe. But like if you, because I imagine life just is trading. better with two kidneys. Yeah. That's why God gave us two. I d- <laughs> <laughs> that's true undeniable <laughs> life is better that way <laughs> so if you donated a kidney and then say two days later mm-hmm. in some freak accident the person that you donated to died could you then say give me back that kidney <laughs> they will donate it back open me back up sli- <laughs> slice me up dog. I want a mulligan I want <laughs> 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 I've not ki- wheezed like that in a long time. <laughs> I need to keep this kidney fresh. <laughs> Waste of a perfectly good kidney. Put it on ice. Was. Put it on ice. <laughs> <laughs> so Locke is missing his kidney. And along comes this man asking about his kidney. Mm-hmm. The reason the man is asking is because he says, "My." he comes in and says, my mom owns the fancy big company. Uh, and recently, he started dating this man named Adam, and they he she fell in love like that. But you know what? I don't trust this man. So I looked into it, and it turns out you donated a kidney to this man. Only he didn't call himself Adam back then. I think this guy's a some kind of con man or grifter. He's just sick in it for the. He's just fuck. he's a sick fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he's a real fucking bastard. And of I'm a man. just a boy. I'm just a little baby boy wearing <laughs> diapers. I can't get my pacifier out of my mouth long enough to to raise complaints. Yeah. <laughs> but I did look. <laughs> but I did look into this man's history and found that you gave him a kidney. So I figured he couldn't be all that bad, right? Is there anything you can tell me about this man that can? Call my worries, sir, Mr. Locke, sir. I'm sorry, tiny boy. It was an anonymous donation. (laughs) (laughs) And Peter's just like, "Uh, are are you sure? And, well, all right. If that's that, then I suppose that's that. I guess I'll never see you again, little boy. And they say, well, want want to enjoy this fun episode of television show? (laughs) Let's see what else happens in your next several days, Mr. Locke. (laughs) <laughs> well, so long. <laughs> and uh, several days pass. Uh-huh. I don't know how many days pass. More than one. Uh, Locke is stalking around in a floor f- in a floral yep. shop, uh, and he sees he sees uh, Peter's mom, Ms. Talbot, mm-hmm. and uh, sees Anthony Cooper there, saying, mm-hmm. "Well, looks like a great flower, honey." <laughs> they make an eye contact, and Anthony says, "Give me one sec, mummy, and I'll be right back." <laughs> One sec, mommy. <laughs> Gotta go see my baby boy. And Locke basically, Locke basically roasts Anthony. Yeah. And says like, says like, you're conning this lady, aren't you? You, I want you to tell, look me in the eyes right now. You're a cheater and a liar, and you keep, and what you do is terrible. You, t- you convince people that you're family, but you're not, and you just are manipulative and awful, and you're not getting away with it this time. Look me in the eye and say it, you friggin' sicko, fucko, sick. <laughs> Fuck from the western tip of the most biggest uh, country. <laughs> from the western part of... Wait, no, he's from Tallahassee. He's from Tallahassee, dude. You sick fuck from a, a town in Florida. <laughs> and Anthony Cooper says, All right, Locke, don't, don't get worked up. You know, I, know, I know whenever you think of the scale of geom- <laughs> geography... You always uh, you lose your train of thought. Uh, when, whenever I get worked up, <laughs> my kidney hole starts hurting. <laughs> it starts to hurt where the kidney used to be. 
<laughs> what happens to that part of you? If you give away heals. a kidney, it's a pretty big thing. It just heals. <laughs> it's not that big. <laughs> it's tiny, but it's powerful. <laughs> I don't know. I lost my appendix, and I turned out fine. <laughs> That's true. You I weren't like, ah, oh, the old appendix yeah, hole. It's not like, oh, no, weird bubbles is there now forever. Like, <laughs> shit just slides around. It's pretty malleable in there, as I understand. <laughs> Uh, I like it. <laughs> Get to you. They don't have to put in like a fake appendix <laughs> a placeholder. <laughs> yeah, they have to put in a dummy appendix. <laughs> Do it in a placeholder appendix for uh, later. <laughs> the body equivalent of like putting uh, pillows under your sheets so it looks like you're in your room sleeping mm-hmm. whenever you sneak out of home to go to the big party. Mm, that's exactly it. I was in the mindset of like... When you and when you see like an unfinished like level design in a video game, uh-huh. and like inst- and like you look in the wall, and instead of like wallpaper, it's just like black and gray grids that like all say like that all have like measurements listed, or like you just see like really bright placeholder texture to say that says like image goes here and shit and like that. And that's what your body that's, sees. Yeah, that's what whenever it sees. looks at your appendix. Exactly, and it's always looking at my appendix. I mean, who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't? <laughs> uh so uh anthony says all right i'll leave and i'll take my leave now sir and so uh the next scene is Locke coming home with a big old cup of groceries bag of groceries i guess 75 dollars worth of bag of groceries <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh that was a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> and Locke says hmm, money really does talk huh? <laughs> And their hands were tied. <laughs> and when Log arrives home, uh, 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 he's accosted uh-huh. by two of detectives. Uh, by two detectives. It was the most detective-y looking detectives in the world. Literally, one of them had a trench coat. One of them had like, like it was literally like Mulder and Scully ass, yeah. like female detective and male detective. Yeah. Uh, on the beat, as on they the say. On the beat. We gotta go see this man. Listen, sir. We got to ask you some questions about the fellow who came here, Peter Talbot. Did you know him? And um, and Locke's like, Peter who? Oh, I never. Oh, um, oh, you mean Peter? Oh, that he was a, uh, I don't know. He was a solicitor. A I solicitor. turned him away. I really don't know him. And like the cops, oh, you know these detectives are great detectors mm-hmm. because they see right through all of Locke's friggin' lies. He said, "His you were in his pocket, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Your boy. name and address was in Peter's pocket, is what they say. Peter's pocket had a little address. Peter picked a pack of pockets. <laughs> and, Peter's, and Peter's pocket said, what is your name doing in his pocket? And Locke says, pocket? What are you, freaking... I thought you were pickpockets, not... De- I thought you were detectives, not pickpockets. And they say, oh, we are detectives. We were checking his pockets to see if he had any money after we found his dead body. And he says, whoa, 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 what? He died? He died again. <laughs> he died <laughs> again? Not again. The famous character of, of Peter Talbot, who's always dying on the show Lost. Died nine times. Nine times. Going for a tenth. <laughs> No, he only died once, and uh, this was the first time. Actually. This was the first time, and I think it's the last time as well. It's the last time too. Uh, Locke is pissed. Locke goes to his dad's big fancy pent house. Cue bottle of sixty-year-old scotch. Yes, 
And, uh, <laughs> and this is a great scene. Locke is pissed off. Uh-huh. He says, tell me you didn't do it. Tell me you didn't kill this this little boy because he was on to you. He was on to your little grift, you friggin' grifter. a-hole. You friggin' grifter con man Egg. bastard. And Anthony Cooper sa- puts on his slickest little uh, little charm voice Smile. and says, whoa, 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 slow down there, Sonny. I certainly didn't kill him. I'm not going to lie. I stuck around to the marriage because I wanted to see if there was some kind of angle. But uh, then this kid killed, got killed, and I just, you know, she she was so devastated. She she, doesn't want to marry me anymore. She doesn't want to marry me anymore. So you know what? It's all all a wash anyway. Hey, listen. I'm a con man, not a murderer, as he he says as he holds up a bottle of scotch. It is great. It is a commercial. Iconic scotch moments. I'm a con man, not a murderer. Cheers. McCutcheon, 60-year-old scotch. Yes. Buy it Is today. it McCutcheon's? It is McCutcheon's. This is a fake brand that constantly keeps coming back up on the show. Widmore is always drinking it. 60 years. 60 years of McCutcheon whiskey or scotch or something. One of those brown liquors. Um, so, uh, what happens is, uh, is Locke, Locke basically says, all right, are you, you telling the truth? You're telling me that if I call Ms. Talbot right now, she'll verify all of this. She'll say she called off the wedding and says, well, call her yourself and see, son. Locke walks over to the phone and says, starts dialing. And while he's dialing, Mr. Boom. boom. There it is. There it is. Here comes the boom, says Anthony Here Cooper. Here comes the boom. Ready or not. And Anthony Cooper says, ready or not. And then full body <laughs> tackles Locke out of the eight-story window. It's crazy. It's an intense scene. Uh, that's how Locke breaks his back. Yeah. Is he got, he got attempted murdered by his dad. He almost got murdered. He almost got murdered. It was a really great attempt, honestly. <laughs> that's true. Say what you will about the man. If you're trying to murder someone... And you succeed in throwing them down eight stories. It's great attempt. He, like, I, I don't want to sound like I'm praising him. Uh-huh. But he is, he does shove him out of a full plane of glass, yeah. full defenestration. And he, like, like he has a lot of momentum with him in this. It, it's like a oh, yeah. very, it's a lot of momentum. He's And he's an old guy, too. This guy must be 70. He manages to shove him out without falling himself also. Yeah. It's fully just, Locke is just shot out like a rocket. Lock it, rocket. Lock it, rocket. That's what, that's what Anthony Cooper says. It, we see the shot of him landing, and then <laughs> the camera pans up, and Anthony Cooper's looking down, and he says, Lock it, rocket. Lock it, rocket, my boy. Uh, Thanks for the kidney, son. <laughs> Murder you. <laughs> uh, Locke wakes up in a hospital, and he is in bad shape, as you might expect him to be. His he's face sore. Is, he's sore. His face is all bruised. The detectives are debriefing him and saying, after your encounter with your dad, he fled to Mexico, and we haven't been able to find him. So uh, we're sorry to hear that. Then the physical therapist comes in and says, "All right, out of here. It's time for time for uh, time for a day of we physical therapy." We gotta put you in a wheelchair and then leave you. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Locke is Locke doesn't want this, of course. Locke says, "No, I don't want this." And the physical therapist says, "Listen, you fell eight stories and survived. I don't want to hear about what you can't do." Funny. Funny. <laughs> Super funny. Locke Lock chuckles. Locke chuckles at jokes at the joke. No, actually, Locke is like fully weeping this whole scene. Yeah, it's very sad. 
Uh, he go he sits in the wheelchair and the man leaves him alone and he cries yeah. and he just sobs and sobs and that's his and Locke that's bag. the end of Locke. That's the end of Locke. Uh, and then Locke lands on a plane and you know the rest and here we are today uh, in real life. On the island. On the island, Locke is with his friends Saeed, Kate, and Danielle Russo. Yeah. They are staring down the perimeter of the other's yellow village. Uh-huh. Uh, and Jack is shaking hands and playing football. They came here to rescue Jack. And yet, Jack is here being buddy-buddy with Juliet. It's crazy. Having a casual conversation with Ben. It's absolutely foolish. It's ridiculous. And they're all, and Kate is hot-headed about it. Kate says, what did they do to Jack? They must have brainwashed him. We got to go in there and shoot and kill and get him right now. And Saeed says, we should probably learn a little more information. Maybe Let's Jack wait. has some kind of plan or yeah. something. Ah, uh, uh, Saeed, you don't know anything. You shoot and you kill. Not like me, Kate. Anyways, let's go shoot and kill. Let's go. And Locke says, no, I agree with Saeed because I'm boring and stupid <laughs> and I give away kidneys for free. <laughs> so we'll wait until nighttime. <laughs> and they do. They do. They wait until nighttime to approach with the intent of approaching him solo. Yeah. Uh, um, Kate and Saeed go to approach Jack. And Kate sneaks up on Jack while he's playing the piano. Jack attack. Once again, so there's a lot of characters on the show who are just really talented at the piano. It's good. Ben, Daniel Faraday, Jack's alternate universe son. Danielle Faraday. Uh, Danielle Farado. Danny Fardo. And of course, Dingy Faringi. And Jack. And, of course, Jack, who's here just tickling those ivories. And like, Daniel Faraday. And Daniel Faraday, st- so, and Daniel Faraday walks in and says, hey, scoot over, buddy. And they start <laughs> playing heart and soul together. My favorite scene is when <laughs> Richard Albert walks in and says, hey, you guys heard of this one? And just starts playing the fucking Rugrats theme. Rain, 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 rain. <laughs> that's, <the one>. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> streets have no name. Okay, <laughs> I was like, that is definitely not the Rugrats theme. <laughs> Just ominous <laughs> chanting. Oh man, what a whimsical, what a whimsical perspective these infants must have on the world. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm primed and ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> Slice of the 90s. Yeah. That'd be funny if the Rugrats theme was like the the thing they play in like a trailer for Star Wars. Especially <laughs> like the early 2000s Star Wars during a big scene. It's like, ah, ah, ah. And it was just the Tommy. rest of the show was normal. <laughs> and, and the intro sequence is also the same. Tommy Pickles yeah. just crawls on the ground and exactly. says, ooh, I'm a baby. Man, that show was about young people. <laughs> <laughs> you think Locke is young? Wait till you see Rugrats. I've seen shows about teens before. I've even seen shows about kids. Recess. Disney's Recess. But freaking babies? Oh, I don't know what Rugrats is thinking. It'll never catch on. It'll never (laughs) catch on. And you know what? It didn't. (laughs) (laughs) It did. I guess it did. Um, So... Oh, God. Jack plays piano? Okay. Jack sees Kate sneaking up on him, and Kate's like, I'm here to rescue you. And Jack says... You have to go. They're watching me. There's cameras everywhere. You have to go right now, Kate. And Kate says, no, I came here for you. 
and then others come bursting in guns ablazing and say, "Ah, we got you, Kate. Stay right where you are." And oh, we found Said also. Uh, and how many other people are there? Is, is that is it just you? And Kate says, "Yeah, it's just us." And then they're like, "Okay, okay, we believe you, I guess." Uh, so, uh, we should resolve this before we talk about the whole yeah, lock I thing because so. the lock is the meat and potatoes. They lock it. up Kate in the rec room. In the rec with room with the pool table. The pool table is the balls are racked up and ready to go. She is sitting on the pool table. Mm-hmm. Whenever our friend Jack yes. walks in and he says, "Kate, let me explain yes. everything." Listen up, Kate. Uh, and I'm only gonna say this once, and I'm gonna say it really quick. They, I made a deal with them that they would, and they said they'd let me leave the island. They said they're gonna let me go. Uh, why? Well, you'd have to watch a previous episode to know exactly why. Because I fixed a spine. Because I fixed that spine. That's why. Um, oh yeah, I remember oh, now. The spine of the book was bad. <laughs> the spine <laughs> of the book was badly damaged. As a, do- as a doctor, I'm really good at repairing books. I used Elmer's glue. I did, yeah. And they said, what the fuck is this? This is crazy. Glue from a stick? Glue from a stick? No way, Jose. We only use hot glue guns here. And I said, my name's Jack, not Jose. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it went on. It went back and forth like that for a while. <laughs> it was a nightmare. The point is, I'm leaving the island, and when I leave, I can come back for you. And they have like a and Kate. Kate, this whole time is very like incredulous. She's she has a lot of trouble processing the idea that Jack would have. Like she sees Jack shaking hands with the others and is like, "What is happening? This is impossible. They're evil. It yeah. couldn't be. What are you doing, Jack? You must be evil now." And Jack is like, "No, I have a plan. Here it is for you." Uh, so that's that. Yeah, and yeah. that's Kate's thing, isn't it? That's Kate's whole deal. That's and Kate's then whole Saeed, scene. what does Saeed do? He's uh, by the swing. Saeed wrote. Saeed uh, Alex comes by, and Saeed is like, "Hey, you look like your mom, Alex." And Alex is like, "My mom's dead." And Saeed says, "That's what they want you to think, huh?" And then they're, they're like, "Hey, shut up, buddy." And Alex is like, what the heck is this guy saying? That's pretty much it. And that's the side storyline. And I just realized that we don't get any, like, beach or anything. So it's all locked from here on It's out. all locked. This is this episode takes entirely place in other town. In this is a good episode. It's a good episode, IMO. It's a classic. I'll tell you what. Terry O'Quinn won his only Emmy in this episode. Really? Yes. I don't think this is his best performance. But it definitely, you know, it's good. He's consistently great through it. Throughout Scary it. Terry. And the whole of the episode as we're, that we're about to get into, like, I'm going to say like half of this episode is just Ben and Locke yep. just shooting the shit. Exactly. And they're married, so it's great. It is great. This is the, how they get married. So Locke goes into Ben's bedroom. Yes. And he points a gun. Yes. And he says, show it to me. <laughs> and, Lo- and Ben says... Show you where Jack is? Oh, well, he's just a couple houses down. And no, not where Jack is. I want the submarine. Oh, submarine? Me and my one kidney want to see the submarine. <laughs> see a submarine? A submarine on this island? You must be off your rocker. I know. I'll get you off your rocker, you t- broken man. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben was, all right, come on. That's, you should know better than that. <laughs> that casual ableism, John Locke. <laughs> I haven't learned my lesson. <laughs> 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 Those are the 
funniest words that a human being can say. I haven't I, learned my lesson. <laughs> I refuse to I refuse to grow and I refuse to change. I know that the lesson is there to be learned. <laughs> I, and I will tell you, I have not learned it. I I'm the same as I ever was. Same as I ever was. I'm arguably worse. I've regretted. <laughs> I actively reject improvement. Uh, I'm arguably worse. <laughs> That's <Where> what <laughs> you're in a job interview and they say, so where do you see yourself in five years? And I'll say, arguably worse. <laughs> I will have regressed. I will have thoroughly regressed. Yeah. This, I expect that if I get this job, it will provide countless lessons, none of which I will learn. <laughs> I will learn none of my lessons. <laughs> I will regress. <laughs> I will actively uh. regress. Um, so Locke says that, and so Ben says, like, okay, well, the sub is, the sub is here, uh, but, hmm, let me do a little bit of thinking math. You, uh, you don't want to leave the island. You, you've, you, you learned about the sub from our eyepatch guy. That means uh -huh. you were at the station. That means you found the explosives. You want to blow up the submarine, don't you, Mr. Locke? And Locke says... Hey, you got anything to eat around this freaking place? Funny. And so then they go to the kitchen and just hang out. They eat chicken. Uh, Locke uh, bends uh, in a wheelchair because he's still recovering from his spinal surgery. Uh, Locke is strutting around and eating eating the turkey, and Ben's like, "Hey, I ate all the dark meat. Sorry." They're married. Uh, <laughs> it bears repeating that they are married. They're married. Uh, you know, sometimes you're married to the your ultimate nemesis, who is also your the, your uh, boss. Sometimes. Did you ever hear, or did you hear about the wedding between the two TV antennas? Uh, no. How'd that go? Well, the wedding wasn't much, but the reception was great. Whoa! You know what I always liked about that joke? What's that? The insult to the wedding ceremony of the television antennas. It says wedding wasn't much. <laughs> How was I the wedding? Honestly, the part <laughs> where they got married, boring. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about some stinking antennas from Love Life. What? Oh, then open bar, I got <laughs> fucked up. It was lit. You should have seen Sean. Sean was dancing like Sean there's no tomorrow. Sean was there. <laughs> uh, Bono played. Uh, John Bon Jovi. They all came on the TV. Honestly, if you're marrying two antennas and that marriage ceremony is not popping off, reconsider <laughs> your career. <laughs> That's good advice. That's great advice. Honestly. If someone were to find themselves in that situation, yeah, and it and they weren't like capitalizing on it, yeah, reconsider I'd your career. Reconsider what what are you here for? Maybe really? marry two. Video streaming services. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Got them for the digital age. Um, so uh, they Ben and Locke have a big conversation uh, where Ben says, "Listen, I don't want you to blow up the submarine because my people need to know that they have a way off the island. I was born on this island, you see, uh, but a lot of people who are recruited here." They need that lifeline out. They need that illusion. And the submarine maintains that illusion. And Locke says, you're lying to them. You're freaking lying to them. You, you're, you're, you're the leader of these people, but you don't know dick all about this island. You don't know dick all. You don't know the truth about this island. You don't know. You, you sit here in the house. You have a fridge with food in it. You use guns. You use power. It's you so funny. This is, yeah. Okay. Sorry. You go. No, please go on. Well, it's, Locke is so upset. Yes. 
that they are not living in the woods. This is Locke's like thesis statement for the season, more or less. It's in, he's like, we must live in the woods. Yes, we have to live in the woods. We have to live off the land. We have to love the island and kiss it every day. Kiss it every day. <laughs> you don't smooch the island once. With our tongue. The island is my beautiful wife and Helen. you. <laughs> Helen. Helen. <laughs> I named the island Helen. <laughs> and it fills the void in my life. Left by the woman who left me. Because I helped my father fake his death <laughs> and hide money from the man with the long hair. <laughs> Regular reason to love an island. <laughs> I love like, this place. I don't understand why you people can't see that. Why you and your people can't see the true beauty of the island. Maybe you should have your kidney stolen and your heart broken and crushed like me. Honestly, that would teach Ben a lesson. <laughs> it really would. My kidneys have been stolen and my heart has been crushed. <laughs> Still haven't learned my <laughs> lesson though. Don't see don't see what lesson there is to be learned here. No. Oh, I see it, and I refused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I'm well aware. And I refuse. <laughs> no thanks. Not today. Not today, boy. <laughs> uh so Ben rightfully says, like, hey buddy, hey Buster. I've been here my whole life. You've been here for eight months. Or not eight months, like three Nine. months. You've been here for a couple of days. What makes you think you freaking know more than me about this magical, beautiful island? And Locke says, because you're in a wheelchair and I'm not. Which is something you can't say very often. I am going to argue that you shouldn't say that because that's cranked. Yeah. Uh, but in this situation. It's a severe own. Yeah, there's some semblance of truth to it. Locke understands that this island, the, he understands the true potential of the island. The island has chosen Locke. Yes. And it's rejecting Ben. Uh, that said, once again, maybe this show doesn't handle this show's treatment of disability. This tr show's treatment of being in a wheelchair as broken because and as something as some, a wheel. Yeah, totally. As something that needs to be fixed. As a way to show yeah. the symbolic power of characters to exactly. put them in wheelchairs at different times. Exactly. <laughs> like Locke's like ultimate, like the like ultimate like. Sad climax, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to call it, but like that's him going in a wheelchair. Exactly, and it's yeah. him sobbing, and it's like, oh, he goes in it, and it's so it's so sad that he and like if you're in a wheelchair, obviously that's a that's a struggle, but yeah. it's like to be like this is the ultimate failure. They like, make it seem like his life is over. Exactly, even and like, then it's like Locke becomes a powerful character again Only whenever he leaves the wheelchair. Exactly. And then the wheelchair is constantly used as like a symbol of like, oh, he's going back to like yeah. the of fear of returning Regressing. to Regressing. Exactly. It's not it's not great is what I'm saying. No. Uh but you know, this is this is real death was when Helen left. That's true. Because what is life without Helen? Mm, it's no it's uh, honestly a life in a dimly lit apartment where you, uh, I guess, don't do anything but watch TV. And you lie about where your kidneys went. Oops <laughs> <laughs> <Scoops> amongst us. <laughs> Where'd your kidneys go? Well, none of your fucking business, yeah. honestly. Idiot. <laughs> they got a mind of their own. <laughs> Nothing. Idiot. <laughs> uh, no. So... Uh, they ha also have one more conversation, which is like, uh, lock, uh, locks, like Ben is like, oh, you think you know the potential of this island? Oh, if you just listen to me, I could show you things that you're, that would blow your mind. You would, let me, let me put it to you in layman's terms, Mr. Locke. Layman. Uh, what if there was a box 
And whatever you imagined, whatever you wanted to be in that oh, box, yeah. if you opened that box, there it would be. What do you think of that? And and Locke, and Locke first of all, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, Locke immediately roasts him by saying, well, hope that box is big enough to imagine yourself up a new submarine. Which is a good roast. It's a great roast. It's a great own. And they're married, and I'll say it before and I'll say it again. And Locke mm-hmm. says... Let's have our daughter bring me to the submarine. Yes, and Alex guides Locke to the submarine. Hello, Dad, number two. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Dad. Uh, oh, yeah, I love how casual Alex is in this episode. Alex is like she's chill. She's just like, oh, you know, like you know, this is exactly what he wants you to do, right? He want he he he's a manipulator. He makes it think like it's your idea, but really it's his. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> Subs over Later, there, boy. <laughs> he's just like a grown ups, whatever. I want to go play Atari. Oh I wanna my g- god! I want to go play with the pinball game in the rec room. I want to go see Carl. <laughs> Alex is sick. Alex is sick. Uh, Alex. While also while Alex guides, sends Locke off. We get a shot of Danielle just watching from the woods. That was a weird shot. Yeah. Especially because that's the only thing we see of Danielle all episode. Yes. It's just one shot, no words. Yeah. She's in the bushes watching her child. Yes. Uh, big moment for Danielle for sure, but also like I don't know. There's Played weird. There, there's bigger moments. Yeah. There's the the, the moment w- the moment where they are both like where they reunite and then they're both just like, help me tie up your dad. <laughs> yeah. Like, sick. Yeah. This moment a little little creepy. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, Locke blows up the submarine right when Jack and Juliet are coming on it. Uh, Locke, Ju- Jack and Juliet literally are strolling down the the dock they see Locke coming out and they are like the guns are at Locke and Locke says Jack is like what did you do and Locke says I'm sorry Sorry. boom kaboom the sub blows up boom there goes the boom ready or not boom 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 Locke is put in jail for crimes of blowing up a submarine yep and jail is a closet jail is a closet uh and Ben walks in and says well would you look Ben basically just gloats (laughs) Ben is just like hey buddy I'm I I promise Jack that I'm gonna let him go, and people are gonna think that's a sign of weakness. But to go back on my word, well, that's a sign of weakness too. And I can't just kill him because I'll tell you what, that's cheating. You say we're cheaters, we're not cheaters, buddy. But listen, but would you believe that I'm struggling with this dilemma, and then you just march right in and blow up the dang submarine, solve it for me? If that ain't the island working some kind of magic, I don't know what is. And then Locke says, oh, you're going to ramble about a magic box some more? And Ben's like, I'm going to show you what came out of it. Ow! And they're walking down the hall, and Ben kind of also roasts Locke a bit more and says, like, you know, you seem to have some communion with the island, but I know the real reason you're here. You're really here because you're scared of your dad. Your dad tormented you. He threw you out of a window. Yes. He tried to kill you. He's made your life hell, and this is the one place where he can't get to you. Well, check this shit out, buddy. <laughs> it's your dad. It's your dad. Move that bus. He opens that door and there's dad. There's dad. dad Lost. There. Lost. Lost. Episode. Lost. Good episode. Yeah, it was good. Obviously, Ben uh, Ben and Locke are great together. They are married and they're uh, husband and husband. Husband and knife. That's their husband and knife. And boy, Ben's the knife. Ben Ben's got words that cut like a knife. And Locke is a husband. Locke is a husband, and they're married, and hopefully uh, that wedding reception goes off without a hitch. 
It was good. Ah, uh, what a good episode. But it made me wonder. Oh, no. Don't tell me. Questions. Questions? Yes. You, you've got questions. Would you like to hear them? I need to hear the questions at this. I, I'm really curious what the magic box is. The magic box is insane. <laughs> Does Locker Ben know what the island wants better? Fuck. Wow. Coming in with the hot. Coming in hot, huh? Uh, I'm going to say neither of them know jack shit. What you should have said is that Jacob views, v- Jacob views Locke as being more in tune with the island's needs, as he is still a candidate. Ooh. On the other hand, Jacob has low views of Ben's moral character. <laughs> so and that's the answer. <laughs> so the answer is Locke? <laughs> On the other hand, <laughs> Jacob has low views of Ben's moral character. So, so Jacob's like, fuck Ben, Locke gets it. So that's insane. That's on like, the other hand, on the other hand, they don't understand what that means. <laughs> no, they don't. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, if you, you know, it's kind of tough to tell. One of them seems to have some kind of deep inner communion with the island and understands its full healing potential, among other things. Uh, and the other one is just a complete bastard shithead. Yeah. Who I wouldn't trust with my life. Huh. Which one will I pick? <laughs> Maybe I'll let. The bad one kills a good one. <laughs> and then the good one will come back and be my enemy. <laughs> I am God. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking I'm stupid. <laughs> God, Jacob really fucking knows what's up. <laughs> what secrets of the island can Ben show to Locke? Oh, God, what secrets can he show Locke? Ben's... Ben, we literally canonically find out that Ben is a like, like Rich, Ricky's the real one, and Ben is just kind of like flying by the seat of his yeah. pants, right? It just says, it doesn't seem like Ben actually knows anything, <laughs> yeah. and he's lying to Locke. Hell yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's that's he, cool. He's very convincing. I want to say, uh, Ben wears pajamas for most of this episode. You love to see it. Yeah. Just oh want to just want to just want to mention it's that. It's cool. It's cool. He looks good. He wears good pajamas. He's wearing pajamas. He's like he's like in a wheelchair and he's still just like he's he's live he's living rent free in Locke's head. You might oh say. Oh my god. You could say that. He's living rent free in the world. He's, he's never paid rent. <laughs> That's true. That's why he stays on the island because <laughs> there's no landlord. That's what is the magic it. box? Oh, this is the big one. Uh, I know that at one point Ben says the box was a metaphor, John. But I still don't know what that means, really, off the top of my head. So, actually, I like this answer. The magic box is not an actual location on the island, but rather just a metaphor for the island itself, mm. which has been shown to have a way of naturally bringing things of emotional importance to its inhabitants. It seems likely that Jacob himself is often responsible for guiding this process. Okay, yeah, that matches what we know and like, you know, as far as Jacob shit goes, it's not, you know, complete nonsense. How did Anthony Cooper emerge on the island? Uh, the others found him actively. Yeah, he was in a car crash, went unconscious, mm. and then he was remembered being loaded into an ambulance. Yeah. And he woke up on the island. Yeah. And it was the others that staged the whole thing. Yep, yep, yep. So not the box. Not a, not letting. No, yeah, they make it seem like, well, he just wound up here. I don't know how it could be. Just the island's fate just pulled him in, and then it was just like, fucking go, 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 boys. We gotta get him. Yeah. <laughs> I <know. laughs> the, we gotta the, steal the man. The island works in mysterious ways. Sometimes we kidnapped <laughs> someone. <laughs> Why was Cooper referred to as the man from Tallahassee? He's from there. He was only. He was there whenever 
he got stolen. Oh, interesting. Self-implied. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell if yeah. If the island heals, then how did Ben get a tumor in the first place? Uh Oh, I might actually know this one. Is the tumor the island's way of punishing Ben or something like that? Yeah. They allude to that There's in There's a way episode. to get him to step down. Yeah. The island literally tries to kill him because they're like, because the island's like, fuck this idiot. I wish that the idea of the island, I've said it before, but the island is way sicker as just kind of like this this living thing itself mm-hmm. instead of like a guy with a god on it <laughs> and then it's and then turns out it's all god who who who's like playing fucking 12 he's like you think he's playing 12 dimensional chess but he's really playing like one dimensional checkers yeah he's bad and stupid yeah but i was locked soaking wet after leaving the submarine what <laughs> okay so he is soaking wet after leaving the submarine yeah he enters the submarine we see him like sulk around in there and then he's soaking wet when he leaves why is that says they don't know okay maybe he planted c4 in the ocean okay sure <laughs> says people thought it might be more than that <laughs> but there's no proof whatsoever that's that's exactly the kind of thing where it's like they definitely just like fucked up yeah. They fucked up the continuity of those shots. And then people were like, oh, what could it I mean? Know, yeah. How could this be? How How is he sopping wet? How does my boy get so wet? Is he the king of the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> nope. They just forgot, probably. Why doesn't Ben want anyone to leave the island? Uh, doesn't he say he wants control? Control over his people. Um, like Locke. Ben has a religious-like devotion to the island, including the belief that everyone who is on it is there to fulfill a purpose for it. And you know what? That's self-implied. I've watched a lot of the show now. Not certain that's self-implied. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're right. Yeah, he's just he's just a dick. Yeah, (laughs) he he doesn't want them to leave. He he just wants. Not like you have a reason because you know what? Sometimes he kills the people on the island. Yeah, he does a lot of murder. He's his motives. Like Locke's motives, Ben's motives are very malleable from season to season. They stay pretty consistent throughout a single season, but yeah. like the next season, it's just like I'm. Here's what I think now, and it's you know, it's it is what it is. I'm a big dumb man. It makes for compelling episodes of TV, but not great long-term stuff. IMO. Is that that? That's that. All right. Well, I liked this episode of television. Let's watch a bad one now. Let's watch a bad one. I could be a good one. I'd be no. I, I would love it if we watched a good one next as well. No. Maybe I'm a little spoiled. Bad. All right. Let's hope for a bad one. I'm team bad. You're team good. Okay. All right. Who's gonna come out on top? One to thirty. Random.org decide. Three. Team good one. Team good might have won. Oh my god. Uh, season one, episode ten, raised by another, and it is a Claire episode. Oh, this will be awesome. This will be good, I think. It'll be a breath of fresh Claire. <laughs> a breath of fresh Claire. God damn, you're right. Oh, what a treat. What a delight. What a show called Lost and what a podcast called The Island Shuffle. What a Turkish delight. What a Turkish delight. What a what a mulberry moon delight. That's a What a mulberry moon delight. Bah. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our show that's about Lost and nothing else. Uh, I've been Bean. You can follow me on Twitter at Barrier Trio. I've been James. You can follow me on Twitter at at James Brown. Uh, you can follow the show at Island Shuffle or on Facebook.com slash The Island Shuffle. Uh, you can also find us on, you know, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google Play. Uh, feel free to leave a rating or review on the platform of your choice. It helps a lot. 
Uh, and finally, I want to give a shout out to Noispace.xyz. Yes. The podcast network with the most of podcasts. Uh, shout out to Matt for hosting us. Go to patreon.com slash Noispace and send a couple of dollars his way because he just kind of hosts it out of, his, out of his pocket. So if you like our podcasts, then guess what? There's even more podcasts on this lovely network. Podcasts such as the lovely, the, uh, the incredible My Pod Cabbages. And don't forget about Giants Confirmed. <laughs> And you gotta have Jurgen it. You gotta <laughs> listen to Jurgen it. You gotta have it. <laughs> you gotta have it. Genuinely, are all really great podcast to listen to. Uh, so, that's the show, and that's all we have to say to you for this week about the show Lost. Good work, guys. Good work, guys. Great work, everybody. Round of applause for JJ. Round of applause for Scary Terry O'Quinn. Round of applause for the director Jack Bender. Uh, round of applause for. For just Carlton Hughes and Damon Lindelof. And round of applause for us as we say what we say at the end of every episode. on my couch mess on my couch got a mess on my couch eating all the chips and dip some sauce oh you know it all got on my couch this is a great song that tells the story of a day gone wrong <laughs> this, this is a great song that tells the story of a day, day gone, gone wrong day i was smoking the bong <laughs> it was the day i was smoking the bong it was the day it was the day it was the day gone wrong it was the day i was smoking the bong this message brought to you by the Government of Canada. Drugs are bad. <laughs>